0: You're going to have to preach with me a little bit this morning. Uh, I am really excited, have loved all those that have been part of this series, some really, really, really good stuff. So you got your notes, right? Like five of you, more hopefully. All right. All right. Well, good deal. Um, we've been talking about and have been trekking through uh our great salvation how jesus saves us from what beginning to beginning to end that's right that i have been saved i am being saved and i will be saved amen and 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 i just encourage you go back watch it check it out some great great stuff we've talked about how jared started it with how god through salvation rescues me anybody been rescued Uh uh-huh he rescues us and then i got to talk about how he canceled the debt of sin that we could not pay anybody right you've experienced that your debt is gone you don't know anything because of what Jesus did. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen? All right, all right. Got to make sure you're out there, all right? And then Tony and Zeke talked about that because our debt is paid, because he rescued us, we get to live in victory, Amen. right? In victory, that that's what it has done for us, that I right now have victory over sin that right now I have victory over sickness, over demonic influences. Come on, right now. Not in the sweet by and by, but right now. Right now, I right now am more than a conqueror. That's right, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony or my witness as Zeke talked about is so, so good. I am an overcomer. So today I'm going to talk about what, what kind of wrap this whole thing up with this idea. And I don't want you to disconnect. God showed me some stuff this week that I was like, oh my goodness. Why have I never heard this taught? This is so good. But Here's what, the, what we're gonna tackle today is that salvation is love expressed. Everybody say that with me. Salvation is love expressed. It is love expressed. The Godhead did all of that that I talked about. Rescue, debt paid, victory. He did all of that because he loves me. Amen. Come on. He loves me. And I'm just going to tell you, our natural minds will never truly understand the depth of God's love for me. It's, it, it's, it's not possible in our natural minds to understand his love For me. Did you know? Did you know that that he does not love us more or less based on our actions? He does not love us more or less based on our actions. Do you know that that his love for me is the same love? When these hands are raised high in worship or when these hands are stealing or hurting. His love is the same. His love for for you is the same when you're using this phone for devotions in the morning or looking at porn in the afternoon. His love is the same. It is not conditional. Now I want to be clear. Based on what you do or don't do will affect your relationship with that love. Does that make sense? It will affect the relationship with that kind of love, but it does not affect the love. It does not change how much he loves you just doesn't it doesn't and that freaks me out it really does the fact that you may want to write this down that God's love is a hundred percent of the time for me some of you may need to say that because I don't think you believe it say it with me ready go god's love is a hundred percent of the time for me it's always for me you're like really yeah let's read we're going do y'all know the bible is always a good source Amen. Yeah. do y'all know that so we're going to read a lot of bible this morning because i'm not sure you're going to believe what i'm getting ready to show you all right so Look at this, Romans, it says this. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? Talking about God's love. If God is for us, who could ever be what? Against "Against us. Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us, wouldn't he also give us everything? Everybody say everything else. Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? Everybody say? No, no one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for who? Us. us. And he is sitting. In the place of honor at God's right hand. And what is he doing there? Pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Huh. Well, does that mean that we no longer, that that he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or persecution or if we get hungry or destitute or if we're in danger or threatened with death? As the scripture says. For your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. But no, despite all these things, everybody say, overwhelming victory. Okay, not everybody said it. Overwhelming victory is mine through Christ who what? Who loves us. I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love, neither death nor life nor angels or demons, neither uh, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow, not even the power of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in who? In who? (laughs) His love is so mind-boggling that it chooses to see those of us that have put our faith and trust in Jesus, that have surrendered to Jesus, he chooses to see us as righteous, holy, and clean through the sacrifice of his son. He chooses that. His love never gives up. His love never stops pursuing no matter what. Matter of fact, one of the most mind-boggling stories in the Scripture for me that is a picture of God's love for his people. It's a picture of God's love even for me. And it's a book that you might not think about, but it's a book in the Old Testament that actually talks and paints this amazing just ludicrous story of love. It is the book of Hosea. Hosea was a prophet, a man of God, that God told Hosea, I want you to go marry this prostitute. I want you to go marry her. And before you marry her, you need to understand she's going to be unfaithful to you. Before you marry her, you need to understand that she's actually going to have children that are a product of her prostitution after you're married. And Hosea says, okay, God. And Hosea goes and marries this prostitute by the name of Gomer. And and the entire book of Hosea is how Hosea will love her Hosea will give her the best they'll rock along and things will be good for a little while and then she'll leave she'll go back to the streets. she'll go back to prostituting herself she'll be gone for weeks at a time and finally God will say Hosea go get her go find her go search for her, bring her back, love her. And Hosea will go and he'll find her and find her shacked up with some guy and love her and clean her up and bring her back home and just give her the best. Over and over and over through the whole book, she leaves, he goes and he loves her back to himself. Over and over and over, he has every excuse to say, I'm done. And even a few times, Hosea gets to a place where he's like, God, I don't know what to do. God, I can't keep doing this. How? She keeps, I'm doing all I know to do, and she keeps going back. She keeps prostituting herself. And God will be like when he gets to those places in the book, God will be like, just go get her one more time. She may not be acting like she's yours, but she's still yours. Don't give up on her. Don't give up on her. Keep loving her. Don't divorce her. Keep loving her. Don't condemn her. Don't have her put to death. Go get her. Clean her up. Take care of the kids that aren't even yours. And it says in the very first chapter that this book is a picture of us. That no matter how many times we go prostituting ourselves to other things and loving other things, his love just keeps bringing us back. Never give up. Dust you off. Say, no, I've got the best for you over here. (laughs) That kind of love freaks me out. Let's just be honest. It blows my mind. Anybody else? But you know what I found? The more I walk with him, if I just open my eyes, the truth is I've experienced that same love that doesn't give up, that keeps pulling me back, that keeps loving me in spite of all that I am doing. So what is our response to his great love that saved us, that rescued us, that keeps rescuing us, right? That keeps pulling us back to himself, that won't give up. What is our response What do I do with that kind of love? What is my response besides it just being overwhelming? um, I want you to write this down. My response really should be just a surrender to the work of love, it's a surrender. I, I didn't earn it, I don't deserve it, but my response is just to surrender and let that work do its work in me. Let that love do the work in, in me. See, God knew, now, now hang with me, all right? Some of you are like, oh, this is love gushy stuff. No, hang on, this is cool stuff right here that I'm getting ready to jump into, because God knew that we could never understand his love in our human mind. Are y'all hearing me? I don't understand the kind of love that just keeps loving the wife that just keeps going back to prostitution. In my natural mind, I'm like, okay, no, sorry, you know. I mean, Susan always said if I ever cheated on her, she was cutting it off. I, uh, no, never mind. Sorry. That was not in my notes, all right? <laughs> but let's face it. Isn't that our response in the natural? Is no, we're done. We're done. Forget it. I can't do it. God knew that we could never understand his love for us unless he gave us his spirit to interpret that love (laughs) matter of fact here's what i want to stretch us on a little bit today what if you start thinking about what happens when we start thinking about the holy spirit as the spirit of love how many of you would agree God is love. Everybody say it. God is love. God is love. God doesn't have love. Listen right here. God doesn't have love. God doesn't just give love. He is love. Everything about him is love. Without him, there is no real love. There can be affection, there can be fun, there can be goosebumps, but no real love comes from anywhere except through God. Come on, on. it's the truth. So, the God of love rescues us, saves us, and then gives us his spirit of love. If he is love, the Holy Spirit is all about love <laughs> all right it, it, it just hang with me i hope i can make sense out of this all right that god sent his ultimate expression of love in his son on the cross y'all agree with that right the ultimate expression of love to us and then he sends the holy spirit to be in us everybody say in us and, and the work of the Holy Spirit, I am convinced, is so that we can understand and know what to do with God's love. He is the spirit of love given to us to help us live out a God kind of love in the world. Okay, I'm going to stretch you here a little bit more, all right? Are you all here? Everybody awake? All right, because this is important right here. You ready? Here we go. All of the work of the Holy Spirit is love expressed. (laughs) And you'll be like, no, now, wait a minute. All I can see some, no, all of the work of the Holy Spirit in my life is all about love expressed. And I'm gonna show you that. This was my aha moment that really took a turn as I was preparing this. It hit me that the primary work of the Holy Spirit, everything that is listed about the work of the Holy Spirit in my life is all about teaching me how to express God's love. Everything. I would argue all of the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit's work in my life, what it produces in my life, is all to express love to other people. I want you to think about that. The fruit of, and I'm going to show you, all right? And and you're like, okay, so what do you you mean? See, I also believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to look at that list too, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, he gives us the gifts, not just for us. It's all about expressing God's love. And it only makes sense when you think about it. The entire Bible, 4,000 years of printed history, is the story of God expressing and pursuing people with His love. The whole thing is about that. So then, it would only make sense that the Spirit of God that he puts in us is still all about expressing his love to people. Are y'all hearing me? It only makes sense that the primary work of the Holy Spirit in me (laughs) is teaching me how to be a God kind of love to people. That's what the entire Bible is all about, it really is, loving and pursuing. Matter of fact, look at this, in First John, we're going to look at a bunch of First John, whoever claims to love God yet hates his brother and sister, they are a liar. <laughs> Y'all didn't say that with much gusto, come on. They are a what? Ah, oh, they're a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot, cannot cannot love God whom they have not seen somebody go out right do you realize the scripture talks more about us expressing God's love to people than it talks about heaven and hell combined There's almost four times as many scriptures that talk about us living out a God kind of love than heaven and hell combined. Because don't you think if he put it in there that much, it was probably important? Salvation is love expressed. Matter of fact, look at this list. Let's look at the list. The fruit of the spirit are, everybody read them with me. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I am posing to you, every one of them have others connected to it. Show me one. You're like, well, what about joy? That's about internal. you know what? When I am walking in the joy of the Lord, it affects others. Come on. What about peace? Oh, the same thing. And then he gets into this a little more directly. When I am walking in a God kind of love, I am patient. And that is 100% about the people around me because if those... People weren't around me, I would be the most patient person on the planet. Am I right? I could be perfectly godly if it wasn't for people. <laughs> Come on. The fruit of the spirit He works the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of love, works the fruit of the Spirit in me for others. Directed at others. I'm patient to others. I am kind to others. I am good toward others. I am faithful to who? Oh, come on, to who? Others gentle to others it's not about me and i am self-control i have self-control for the sake of others does it affect me yes but the point's not me are y'all hearing me it's the point is not me Every one of these are about expressing love. Matter of fact, I would say if you want to know if someone is a mature believer, here's the list. Right. Maturity as a Christian looks like this. I would say more than any other list. Now, we're going to look at another list. And I'm going to show you what I mean. Because he called it the what? What's that first word right there? Fruit. It's the fruit. It's what's produced by the Holy Spirit in us. What does the Holy Spirit produce in us? What is he most focused on? Well, he's most focused on us, love and joy and peace and patience to others and all of those all that list, that's his primary work. Now I have been in some church cultures that would say, no, this list is not the list of maturity, but there's another list that actually is a better list for the sign of someone that is a mature believer and and it is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. When you're operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, That that is someone that is mature. Well, a couple of things about that. I'm not going to argue with you, but I want to throw this out there. One is you do not have to be mature to receive a gift. (laughs) Come on. You don't have to be mature to receive a gift. You just have to be receptive to the gift. Are you all hearing me? Some of you all looking strange. Come on. You just have to be receptive to the gift. But I wanna pose to you also <laughs> that even this list is not about me and my great Christian whatever. It's not about how great I am on the king, in the kingdom of God. And if I have all these things, then people look up to me, no, no. If I have all these things, I am one of the greatest humble servants on the planet. Because it's all about, even the gifts. Look at this, words of wisdom, that's for other people. Come on, it doesn't do any good to have words of wisdom if you don't have anybody to tell it to. Come on, words of wisdom. Words of knowledge, and I man, I love the study of this, so much good stuff. Y'all research it, it's good, all right? Increased faith, it's all about expressing love to others. Gifts of healing, (laughs) that's for who? Others, Others. he gives it to us, but it's for the sake of those around us, come on. Gifts of, of miracles, that's about others. Prophecy, that's for others. He gives it to us for other people. Discerning of spirits, for others. Tongues, you're like, wait a minute, that's for me. Not, I'm not gonna argue that fact. Tongues, absolutely, there is a prayer language that is for you and, Je- or you and Jesus working in the Holy, that's great. But this context here tongues and interpretation of tongues was for the body That's right. wow. Amen. it says those things were to edify Amen. to build up Amen. to encourage this entire list all of the things in the works of the holy spirit i don't care which list you grab is all expressing love to others Every bit of it. Every bit of it. Are y'all still with me? (laughs) The spirit of love comes in and the main thing, you may want to write this down, the main thing the work of the Holy Spirit will do in a believer is change how we love. the primary work of the Holy Spirit in a believer how you know if you are maturing is your maturity for you or is your maturity connected to the heart of God which is for the people around you is This list, uh uh-oh, it's not going backwards for some reason. Go back one, Bo. Is this list who you are? It's the fruit. How many of you know that you can tell the health and the maturity of a tree by what it produces? Come on. Are you all still with me? Yeah, he says you're going to know by the fruit. What are they producing? What are they producing? For believers, what are we producing? What are we producing? He gave us this great salvation. What does it produce in us for others? What does the Holy Spirit do in us? I'm going to read some scriptures very quickly. Are you all ready? All right, we're good. we got a lot of scriptures, so if you see somebody nodding off, punch them. Don't yell, because we don't have time to stop. All right, are y'all ready? All right, let's read some scripture. My commandment is this, read it with me. Love each other as I have loved you. How did he love us? Say it big and bold, he died for me. So how am I supposed to love others? I die to myself for their sake. Yeah. Greater love has no man than this, than one who lays down his life for his friends. You are my friends. This is Jesus talking. If you do what I command, what did he command? Love each other. (laughs) Right? Love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us. How do we know we love? E- or how do we know if God lives in us? <laughs> we love each other. That's the sign of the Spirit of love in us. Is that we love? God lives in us, and His love is made what? Mature, complete in us. This is how we know that we live in Him. And he in us, he has given us, he has given us of his what? Which is the spirit of love. That's what he's talking about. And we have seen and testified that the father sent the son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love of that God has for us. God is what? Love. love. whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have everybody say confidence on the day of judgment. when I'm loving out of the spirit of the holy spirit of love i have nothing to fear on the day of judgment exactly what he said that's right he's getting ready to say that he says there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment The one who fears is made perfect in love. Then he says this. We love because he what? That's right. That's right. We just shifted gears. We're actually going to read quite a bit of 1 John. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment. He says it again. Love your what? Oh, love your neighbor. Come on, say it. Love your neighbor neighbor as yourself dear friends let us love one another for love comes from God and everyone who loves has been born of God and what so if you don't love you don't really know God wow whoever does not love does not know God funny I just heard that somewhere because God is what love you might say, Well, I'm just not naturally a lovey guy. Can I just give you a hint? Everybody in this room is selfish by nature. None of us are naturally lovey in a God kind of way. None of us can love like Hosea without the help of the Holy Spirit. It will not happen. He sent his one and only Son into the world, that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and he sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to what? Love Love one another. No one has ever seen God but we love one, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. I'm actually going to read that scripture a couple of times. All right, we're going on. All right, we got another one. 1 Corinthians. Love is what? Passion. Patient. Love is, everybody read it with me, kind. It does not, it does not, it is not. So far, this entire list is for somebody else. It's my response out of the power of the Holy Spirit to somebody else. Hmm. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Man, that'll disarm every argument you've ever been in. Remember that time? Love chooses to say, I don't remember that. I don't don't remember that. (laughs) Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices in what? In the truth. It rejoices in the truth. Man, the primary work. I'm stretching you. I want you to get this. The primary work of the Holy Spirit when you are saved is a work of love. And so my first question would be, if love for hurting and broken and lost people, if that love is not growing in you, is the spirit of love in you? Because the spirit of love, God is heartbroken for the lost. I would even say it like this. What if the only reason you're still on this planet is to express God's love to people around you? What if that's the only reason you're still taking breath? I'd even be bold enough to say that is absolutely the only reason. You're even still alive. Because can I just tell you? God has done everything since the beginning of time to love broken, messed up people. He's saying to the prostitutes, I love you. Just come back. He's saying to the gay and lesbian community, my heart breaks. I want to love you. He's saying to the Muslim community, I love you. And I want my people to love you the primary work of my spirit in you is to go love them Amen. to go love them because the deal is we can't fix anybody how arrogant to think you're gonna fix somebody else you can't even fix yourself Come on. Our job is just to bring them in love to somebody that can fix them. Amen. And that's my job for me. <laughs> hmm. See, God wants everyone to experience his love and to come to himself. Everybody. Scripture says, I I, I, I wish that none would perish. I I wish that none would perish. Even all of Jesus' final works or final instructions to the disciples was all about going, telling, living out the good news of the gospel. A gospel of love. So here's the point of today. Worship team, you guys can come on. Here's the point of today. People will listen to the story of God's love, to the gospel, when they have experienced God's love through you. What if God is calling us by His Spirit? To instead of pointing and saying they're wrong, what if He's calling us to go love them? Just love them. Not try to fix them, just love them. And point them, to the God that loves them and let him clean them up. Think about that. See, because I have been rescued, because my debt is paid, because I get to walk in victory because of his work on the cross for me, Through the power of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of love that he's given me, I am expressing God's love to those around me. And the reason I'm doing that is because I want them to experience God's love personally. But I'm convinced the lost world, just listen, Look online. The lost world doesn't want anything to do with God's love because God's people don't love. And every political problem we talk about, every problem that our country's going to hell in a handbasket, it's never been this bad. It's our fault. I am convinced. You're not gonna change my mind. Don't even argue with me, I won't listen. I'm hard headed that way. My wife says, I'm hard headed. That what we see politically and what we see (laughs) happening and policy and all of that, it's not leading us anywhere. It is a mirror of what's already going on. We're already there. It's just a mirror of it. And if God's people would start loving in a God kind of way, not condoning sin, sin is sin. But if we would start loving in a God kind of way, more what people would want a God kind of love. I'm convinced of it. I want you to think about this. God expressed his love to me. And he gave me the Holy Spirit, the spirit of love. So I could express God's love to others. And then they be drawn to God's love personally. As a result, they get rescued. Come on. They get saved. They get their debt paid. They get to walk in victory. That's the reason he talked four times more about loving others than heaven and hell Because the way to heaven is God's people loving and showing God's love and telling God's love and living it out with the neighbors and the people we work with. So here's the question. Who around me right now needs to experience God's love through me? Thank you